welcome to Theories and Talk with your host, Nevada Murphy. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about the Loki series, the Loki TV series on Disney Plus, uh, part of the MCU, obviously. And we're going to be talking about Loki season two and what we think is going to happen with that one. Um, basically, for this episode, we are going to talk about um, spoilers for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania because it deals with the Kang, um, and Loki TV series also deals with Kang a little bit. So we'll have to talk about that and um, basically uh, what that that what happened in Ant Man the Ant Man the Wasp: Quantumania means for the Loki TV series because, like I said, spoilers for the Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Um, at the bit, last post criticism, we see a uh, Kang variant named Victor Timely. And Victor Timely in the comics is like a super, uh, like it, it's it's a variant of Kang the Conqueror, and he goes way back in the time to like kind of create time travel and interdimensional travel, and basically he, well, how do I? He's basically like the inventor of the first like time machine back. That it was around the 1930s, 20s, around the 1910s, maybe. So, yeah, he goes way back then, introduces time travel so it can even advance him and others even further with their technology. So, we see that at the end of the, the post credit scene. And um, obviously, Loki is there with uh, Mobius, um, who is uh, Loki's companion in the first season of the Loki TV series. Um, basically as a recap, what happens to that for anyone who kind of forgot, um, at the end of the first season of Loki, Loki and Sylvie, um, go to the, um, Citadel of, uh, at the end of time, which is basically like a castle for Kang. Um, and this is where we meet, uh, the, the, he who remains, who is basically the kind of the nicest Kang. He is basically, um, Almost like the script writer for all of the universe, basically. It's uh, we see in that scene where he's writing the script and he sees what they will say and what he will say. It's it's basically just like, um, yeah. How do I put it? It's 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 like he's the one who knows everything. He's the one who remains. So we meet him. Uh, Sylvie actually kills him in that scene, um, and that basically opens up the multiverse altogether. So essentially what we think will happen um, in Loki Season 2 is that they'll deal more with this um, variant of Loki who brings in time travel and find a way to like kind of prune that timeline to maybe uh, stop Kang from inventing tra- time travel in a way. It's kind of confusing because Kang is so versatile and just he's... He, he, he's a whole he's a whole mess to deal with. He's not easy to deal with. He is... He, that's why he's basically the new big bad of the MCU is that he is just a different type of villain that is not easy to stop. There's infinite amount of Kangs. There's infinite amount of realities. And it's just, there's no way to tell what all of them want. Because at, at another post credit scene in Ammon and the Wasp Quantumania, we see the, um, the, like the Kang Coliseum with a, a lot of, the Council of Kangs is what it's called. Um, which will lead into like the Kang dynasty that comes out, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, so basically, as I try to think about it, um, the, the Kang 
Um, what was I just saying? Oh yeah, there was a there's an infinite amount of tanks, so we it, it's it's almost nearly impossible to stop. And I'm almost honestly kind of um, uh, questioning how they're even going to do it. Uh, so after doing a, a little bit of research on the topic, I found that um, the post credit scene from Ant Man the Wasp: Quantumania is actually a scene in Loki season two. It's a uh, they never they don't say which episode because apparently that's a spoiler, which is pretty interesting. Why they wouldn't even tell you what episode it's in, but it's a part of that show. It's part of the, those writers over at on the Loki show. So basically, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> um. So basically, it, it, like, uh, let me think one second. Sorry about that. Um, sorry for that little awkward cut. But I was what I was wanting to say is that. Since uh, Kang in this post-credit scene is obviously a, um, a very like early like nineteen hundreds beginning of nineteen hundreds figure, we're thinking of, I'm thinking or that they're gonna touch upon like different moments in history that deal with Kang and different uh, aspects of reality that he's already messed with already because um, in a Moon Knight episode that came out last year. Um, on the back of one of the jackets of one of the goons, I forgot which group they are, one of uh, um, Ethan Hawke's character's people. Anyways, there's a picture of Rama Tut, who is a um, prehistoric like Kang variant who becomes pharaoh of Egypt. I think it's Egypt. I think he becomes a pharaoh of Egypt, and uh, he's a pretty uh, astounding figure. He shows up in the uh, post credit scene of um, Am and the Wasp Quantumania. And uh, along with that, in the 1910s or 19 early 1900s version of Kang, we're thinking he's going to pop uh, pop in in a few different places during history to kind of affect it in a different way than what we would imagine would happen. For example, um, in Spider-Man: Far From Home, we learn that the Stark Tower, that was formerly the house of the Avengers, or not the house, but like the headquarters of the Avengers is uh now been is now being sold actually we can find that out in homecoming way way before in 2017 that the, that tony stark is selling the building we find out just recently in too far from home that it was sold to somebody and in the comics there's this thing called kang enterprises it's spelled a little different than kang it's q e n g enterprises but it's ran by mr griffin who is again a, a kang variant so we can Assume that maybe he'll show up in that way, and he'll affect another part of history in that way by buying Tony Stark's building. Um, so that's interesting to think about is if, like, what he's going to mess with, what he's doing, and uh, what this means for, like, just the timeline in general and other timelines and uh, how he affects, like, different timelines and all the timelines he's destroyed. There's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of Kangs, and they all do different things. They are not, like... They're not all the same. They're not all um, just trying to destroy universes just because some are trying to destroy universes for an actual reason. Um, but my, most of the time it has to do with something with time because he is pretty obsessed with time. So um, uh, basically what I'm getting at here or kind of um, uh, it, it's hard to describe is basically is that we're going to find out in the show that Kang is kind of the guy who's behind everything. Like he's behind um, 
everything that goes on like he was in the first season of Loki where he was the one who remains um it will find out that he is responsible for a lot and responsible for a lot of stuff in the background that we just looked over um the creation of different things and other aspects that he is a big part of literally everything and especially in the show the TVA which, if you don't know, the TVA is the Time Variance Authority, which is which Loki works for, which kind of like prunes um, moments in time that aren't supposed to happen. Um, they kind of go around, go to universes where something went differently than it was supposed to happen, and then they prune that timeline so the one sacred type in timeline keeps safe. But obviously that is no longer in play since the one who remains, or he who remains, is now dead because of Sylvie. So, basically... As I already lost my train of thought. Um, hold on one second. Just give me one second. Now, one theory that had been rolling around a long time um, while the show was going on, which is funny to look at, look back, look back at, because that came out almost three years ago, two years ago. I think it was two years ago it came out. And one of the biggest parts to look back at was, um, or to think about, is uh, his role in the creation of the TVA. So obviously at the very end of Loki season one, we see Loki come back after Sylvie killed, he remains, and we find this huge statue of what seems to be Kang the Conqueror, not he who remains, because he remains Kang Conqueror, even though they're the same person, they're different motives, basically. So we see a big, huge statue of him, which wasn't there before. Um, in the previous TVA, we're still not sure on the continuity of it but the previous TVA there was three figures they were called the timekeepers uh they were like three overarching figures who you could just assume were had big parts of you know time or just were just super powerful but we find out in the show that they're actually fake and that they were created by he remains and then like i said after he dies after he's killed um we come back to the TVA and we find a john kang statue and we will probably uncover a lot throughout the series that Kang is the is basically pulling the strings of the TVA, and the TVA's purpose might not even be like real. Is what I'm trying. That's what I'm thinking is going to be become of it. So yeah, we'll see um, how he how they plan to you know focus on how he has affected the TVA and what and affected like their motives, and maybe he's been keeping them from. Keep, uh, making them have a blind eye towards his actions. It, it's it's a lot. Like, Loki's 2 is a huge mystery to me, to everybody, really. Nobody really knows what's happening. We haven't got a lot of trailer footage for it. I think it comes out this year, late this summer. So we haven't got a... I don't even think we've got a full trailer for it, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, um, it's a huge mystery. We're not, we're not really sure where this is going to go. Um, but what is interesting is... Um, the direction they'll take after Loki season two with Kang, because obviously Kang Dynasty is coming um, a few years from now, and Loki season two, for the most part, for what we know, is going to be about Kang for the for the majority of it. So it's going to probably play a huge role and tie in super well into um, Kang Dynasty. Um, I'm sure Loki will show up in that, and he'll probably be a pivotal character um, as as we talk a little bit more about Infinite, uh, uh, Secret, uh, sorry, um, Kang Dynasty, the Avengers movie, we know that 
this uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man is supposed to be play a pretty big role in that movie as well, which is kind of confusing on how they're going to do that. He might just be a lead figure for the Avengers um, in that way, but it's weird how we'll tie him in with Loki because Loki and Spider-Man are just two completely different characters with two completely different um, experiences with the multiverse, obviously. In No Way Home, he meets alternate versions of himself. I guess Loki does too, but Loki deals more with the cosmic side of things and basically the reality of what it means, of, of what Kang is capable of and what uh, the multiverse is capable of. So it's interesting how those how they do it. Um, I'm If I had to guess, I'm expecting Tom Holland, Spider-Man, um, and uh, Loki will both be kind of like in a two-way, like sort of like Infinity War, where the group was kind of split up. It'll be in a way where one leads one half, another leads another half, kind of the uh, Tony Stark, um, Captain America dynamic, where Tony, Tony after, obviously after Civil War, where they had broken up, where the team had like disbanded, and uh, um, Iron Man led a team, or I guess didn't really lead a team. He kind of uh, had a team go to space, go to Titan to fight Thanos. And Captain America stayed on Earth and fought in Wakanda. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I wonder what they're going to. I'm curious of what they do with Loki because he's a uh, he he's an interesting figure and obviously a, a fan favorite. And uh, I think I don't want to think about this, but there is a possibility that this will be the final time we will see Loki, as Loki has been in the MCU. Tom Hiddleston's Loki has been in the MCU since probably the beginning. He's been in the MCU since about 2011, um, which was 12 years ago. He's almost has the longest tenure of being in the MCU, right next to um, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, and Jeremy Renner, and who are well, we still don't know about Jeremy Renner after his accident this last April, January, but um, yeah, he has a super long tenure, so I can imagine that he would like to move on and move on to something different and. Uh, they might kill his character, which is a sad thing to think about because Loki is a favorite of mine. Um, but that's just the reality of it, is that he could possibly um, end up dying at the hands of Kang, or maybe he'll do a sacrifice play and have a whole character arc because obviously Loki has changed for the better, even though this is a 2012 Loki ver version of Loki, um, who is still kind of bad and not didn't have as much character development as the regular Loki, who died at the hands of Thanos. Um, he it looks like he's turning towards being, uh, having a big redemption arc and, uh, I could see him being at the end of it all and being the reason Kang dies or being the reason they win or anything like that. I, I, I expect big things from Loki, not only in this show, but going forward in the multiverse saga. So, basically. All right. Well, that concludes it for this episode and I want to thank you for listening and, uh, hope to see you.